What is up, Thinking Big World? Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about mind shifts and secrets for overcoming anxiety. Uh, we're going to discuss what anxiety even looks like. You know, what's the, you know, what are some of the triggers and, and what are some of the simple mind shift secrets that can help? You know, and I think this is so important with everything that's going on right now in the world. And we have such a huge treat for you today. Uh, we have Tamala Apple. She is a positive mindset coach and keynote speaker. Uh, she runs workshops and mastermind groups for this. And she runs a Facebook group. And I, I absolutely love the name of this group. It's the Transformational Squirrel Network. Just by that name alone, you got to listen to this. And she supports people in discovering how make just a few simple shifts in their routine, you know, along with changing the meaning that they attach to situations can change everything in their lives and change dramatically. And Tamala encourages people to embrace the beautiful souls that they are. So today, we're going to be thinking big in our mental health and overcoming anxiety. Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast with Sean Osborne, the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential. Sean believes by equipping you with the tools, strategies, and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life, you can achieve anything you believe in. Empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives, community, and our world. Now, here's Sean. Well, Tamla, I want to welcome you to the to the podcast and tell everybody about yourself. Hey, Sean, thanks for inviting me on here. I'm excited to be here. I I teach uh, elementary school, and I have started doing some work uh, supporting people who have anxiety, and I am excited to show them how to do some mind shift work. So that's where I am at right now. So when you say living with uh, anxiety and depression, what, how do you know, what, what does anxiety and, and what does that depression look like? Well, I actually lived with anxiety and depression for a good part of my adult life. And, you know, it was such a battle in that you just, you don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like leaving your house. You don't feel like doing the things that you used to enjoy doing. Or, or sometimes it's more about being anxious and, and worrying about what could happen about things or, or what could happen to people or, or not wanting to go out for coffee because, you know, what if I run into a certain person or, you know, it's just so many things going on in your mind and, and just being not, not wanting to be around people, not wanting to go to work, not wanting to hang out with friends. And part of it was, was uh, in my head thinking that I didn't have any, but well, actually, no, let me correct that. I knew that I had friends. I just didn't realize how supportive they would be for me. I didn't want to burden anybody with my negative energy and and I I didn't want other people to see that I was sad or that that I was hurting. And so I I dived into so many mindset books. Uh, I I read Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra, Oprah, Rhonda Byrne, like so many, like dozens and dozens. Um, and I went to watch Tony Robbins at you are unleashing the power within. 
I went to Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditation workshops. I went to see Oprah in Seattle. I went to see Deepak Chopra, you know, so I, I went to all of these people to try to help myself and read so many things and watched so many videos and, and um, just all trying to get all of these techniques to help myself. So, but I felt like I still wasn't fixed. If you know what I mean? Like I just, I felt like I was still stuck. Right. Yeah. And so, but feeling stuck, it was one day I just decided enough is enough. I've, I've had it. I needed to show up for myself and, and I felt like I'd been showing up for myself all along, but you know, this, at this point it was like, no, I'm, I need to show up for myself. And I, I did some hard work. I actually, I went into my bathroom one day and I was feeling really, really down. And, and I just, I looked at myself and I was in tears and I grabbed the lipstick out of my drawer, which hadn't been used for months because I was in a state where there was no way that I need to look good for anybody. And so I grabbed my lipstick and I wrote on my mirror in my bathroom and I wrote, I am enough. And I stood there and I, I just, I cried and it wasn't like little sobs. It was like ugly crying. It was, it was like, this is seriously, this is not me. Like I am enough. Who, what am I enough for? Who am I enough for? I didn't feel like I was enough for anyone or anything. Like it was so, it was in my mind that that was not true. Was that right. like the turning point for, like, is, is that the time where the, the you know, the switch just flipped and, and that was it? Yeah, you know, it, it really, it was. That was, I mean, and there had been, there had been times throughout the years because really it started back when I was in university is when it started. And, and um, so, I had gone through years and years, probably about 20 years of feeling anxiety or being depressed and on being, being on medications and on and off of medications and, and just feeling like I didn't belong, you know? And so, but at this one, at this point, when I took the lipstick and I wrote that on the mirror, that was really the main turning point as to when I started to really show up for myself a lot more and and know that you know what I am not going back to where I was it's I'm not allowing myself to go back to that space because it's not a space that I feel like I necessarily would have come out of if I hadn't made that decision like if I hadn't made that decision I don't know where I would be right now so when I did write that then I made myself say it I made myself look in the mirror and say, I'm enough. And oh my gosh, that was the hardest thing that I've ever done. It was so painful. It was, it was really hard. And then every morning I would get up and I'd look in the mirror and I would make myself say it. And it was through tears for the first few weeks. It was probably by the end of the second week, I could probably say it without crying. And then by the end of the third week, I think I was actually starting to believe that it was true. And it not that it was true, like, for all of the time, like, it's not like, oh, I'm enough for everything and everyone. It was more like, 
I'm enough to get through the first hour of this morning and then we'll see what happens after that. Right. And then I am enough to get through, you know, a half a day and I'm enough to get through a day and then I'm enough for this person or I'm enough for my family. I'm enough for my children. I'm enough for, you know, and it just kept growing and growing. And then I started writing other things on, actually, I, then I went to sticky notes because I had to erase the lipstick off the mirror so I could see. <laughs> so I started using sticky notes and I would write on sticky notes. And so my bathroom mirror actually has sticky notes all around it. And I sometimes I take some away and sometimes I add to. But they say things like, I am whole, I'm perfect, I'm strong, I'm enough. And and when I use those, I make sure that I say it with feeling and meaning and that they actually do mean something to me. And it's not often that I need to use them now, but if I'm having a rough day, I go and I look at those and I remind myself where I came from. Right. And, you know, there, of course, there were so many other things that happened in between that point and now so that I am where I am and that I am feeling, you know, gratitude every day and I'm, I'm in a positive state every day. And, and I know that even if I have rough days, that, Yes, there are days that aren't great, but I find something great in every day. Right. Yeah, I think affirmations are, I never thought that they work, but affirmations, affirmations, they truly, you know, they truly, truly work. And you do. I mean, when you're first starting out affirmations, at least for me, it's, you feel like a fake. You feel like yeah. you are, you You feel like, yeah, I'm an imposter. I'm a fake because, mm -hmm. you know, saying I am enough when internally I really don't feel like I am enough. This is bullshit. I'm yeah. I'm BSing myself. This is a this is a bunch of crap. But it mm -hmm. it really does change. Now I I uh, use a, an application. I think it's called Think Up. Okay. It's uh, it's an application on my phone, and basically what you do is you record affirmations of you saying them, and then it has them play back like three times a day. So, Excellent. So you get the repetition of of hearing yourself actually doing the, doing the affirmations. It was, it was something that, uh, kind of helped me, but, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's that, that feeling of being just a fake. And what do you think causes that internal feeling of, obviously you're feeling that, oh, I'm not good enough. Cause if, if you're doing affirmations saying I'm good enough, what causes yeah. those feelings of, of, uh, being not adequate? Because most of the time, if I look at myself, and I go through those same types of things. It's all just my perception of things. Yes. That's not the truth. I, you've always been enough, but mm -hmm. there's something in our mind that says, okay, you're not enough. You're, it's that inner critic, that inner devil that says, you know what? You're not enough. And, and you know, right. where do you think that that comes from? You know, I, I truly believe that we are we need to unpack the judgment that we have on ourselves because reality is shaped by perception. And so if I perceive something to be wrong, then it's wrong. And that's what I, how I shape my reality. Right. So, so if I, the meaning that I'm putting on a situation could be a meaning that happened way back in my childhood that yep. was linked to a situation that might be similar or reminded me of this situation, you know, but it could be a past situation that I'm linking that meaning to what's happening now. Absolutely. And then that emotion that goes with that 
can really be detrimental. And, and there's your judgment. You're judging this situation based on something that happened in the past. You know, and we, I think we do that a lot in relationships as well. You know, where, oh, well, I was hurt by this person. And so now I see you're doing that same thing. So that's, you're, you're going to hurt me. Right. And, and um, I know recently I, there was a situation that I was in, in my past relationships um, I've I've had people who didn't necessarily support my cognitive mindset. So the way that that I that I am as a person, not not my personality, but how I work. So for example, um, I start things really quick. I I start things and I I go go go, and then I don't always see them to completion. Because for me, the process and the beginning part is exciting and, and the process through it until I reach a point where it's no longer a necessity to complete it because I've gone as far as I need to. So I work well in a team. So then I have had relationships in the past where people will say, yeah, well, you're, you never finish things. I don't understand this. Like, what are you doing? And, and then I would judge myself on that as well. So in, in the relationship that I am in now, I started taking a course called, or it was a Tony Robbins course anyway. It's taking this Tony Robbins course and this, this friend of mine said, yeah, well, you know, you, you will get a lot out of it even if you don't finish the course. And I looked at him and I said, what is that supposed to mean? And he did not mean it in the way that it sounded or the way that I took it. I put the meaning on it of, yeah, well, you never finish anything anyway. And that was right. totally not the meaning that he was giving it. He was meaning that, you know what, you're going to learn so much from it. You'll take a lot from it. From it and, and you know what, it doesn't matter if you finish the course because you're going to learn a lot anyway. But I was taking a meaning from something that happened in the past and putting it on to now, right. and that was shaping my perception of to course. what yeah. he was meaning, right? And and so that's what the kind of thing that we do. And so when we have expectations of other people, we come into disappointment. But when we have judgment on ourselves from things that have happened in the past, we run into disappointment because we're putting that meaning into situations that it doesn't right. belong. Right. Yeah. And it's like that, uh, that saying, I think it was a uh, Victor Franco, but you know, the only, the only true thing that we have as humans is how we perceive things or how we react to things from the stimulus of what we get from what, you know, what he said and to yes. what, to what we do. And it's funny. It's like, if you go and, and, and let's say you, you, you see two car accidents, one person's going to get out and just be hysterical, pissed off. You did this. Why'd you do this? You hit me. You and another person is going to get out of the car and say, "Yeah, that's why we have insurance." And you know, no, no big deal. Yes. So it's right. it's not the it's not the accident that caused the person to get mad. Right. Because if it was the accident that caused it, it would, everybody would be mad. It's right. how we perceived, you know, what, uh, what happened and, and the, the meaning that we put, yeah, the meaning that we put on it. Right. Absolutely. So why did you, you know, what, when we do things, when we make changes, when we make mindset changes, when we do things, there's meaning behind it. And there's a reason why we did that. 
you know, what was going on and what was your why to finally make that change to, to flip that switch? The reason that I, that I really needed to make that change is because I just, I didn't know how else to continue with life. Like I didn't know how else to move forward. I was at a state where, you know, I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to do anything. I, I didn't want my, my, my sense of self was so low that, you know, even getting up to, to make food was difficult because I didn't care. And so I said to myself, you know what, for my kids, I need to make sure that I take care of me and what kind of a mom can I be if I can't take care of myself, you know, and they're, they're, they were older already. And so, you know, and, and being divorced, they would be at their dad's one week and at my, my house one week. And, um, when they were gone to his house is when I would be crashing most of the time because, you know, I was lonely. I didn't have people around. It was, it was just me and, and I, it didn't, feel good. And so I had to find a way to make it so that I loved me and that I accepted me and that it wasn't about outside stimuli. It wasn't about other people. It was simply about how I felt about me. Right. And yeah. And it's, so how do you think you would have gone through it? Cause I think now, you know, what's going on with, you know, the, you know, the quarantines and the the COVID-19 stuff. And and I think Mm -hmm. that mental health right now is at, I'm telling you, it, it is, to me, that's going to be one of the biggest downfalls from this quarantine stuff is, you know, how would have you reacted back then with what's going on now? If you hadn't taken care of stuff, it's to me, it's like a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I really, I don't know how I would have reacted. I know that it would have been very difficult. Um, I know that I need or even then I needed to be able to get out of the house to, I needed that push to be able to get out of the house, to go to work, to do things like that. Cause if I didn't have that, it would have made me wallow and get, it would have been way worse, you know? So, so I, I agree mental health, the mental health states of not only adults right now, but our children, Yes, that's what worries me, you know, because I am a teacher and, and knowing that these children aren't connecting with their peers like they should be and aren't being, aren't able to be, you know, with each other. It's, it frightens me. Um, I feel like that's going to be a a very, there are going to be some very anxious people when schools reopen. And I think that, and we don't know if that's going to happen yet in the fall or when that's going to happen, but there's going to be a lot of, of people who, who have, who want to stay home a lot of children who want to stay home and parents right. who want their kids to stay home because they've been home for so long. Um, and, but I think that society is, is needing, is needing everybody to be back where, uh, in their, in their schools, in their jobs so that, you know, we can deal with some of this angst that's going to be, and hopefully we'll figure out a way very quickly to support the people that need the support and that they reach out. That's a huge thing, right? Right. 
Yeah, that's that's that that is that's that's very big. And you know, I, I want to you know, I want people that are listening, or I want you people that anybody that's listening. We really, you know, this is such an important thing for our for our physical health. Our mental health really is is such a huge thing for our our physical health. What are you afraid to go back to to school? I mean, are you? It's going to change everything. Uh, it will. It'll change absolutely everything. I'm not afraid to go back to school. And in fact, I I miss my kids. I miss the hugs, the handshakes, the high fives. I miss the the communication. You know, I, I get to see small groups of them online, but it's different. It's, it's much different online than it is than it is in person. And, you know, there are lots of families who are out and they're doing things with their, with their kids in, and meeting other families and such, or, or back communicating and, and small group meetings and such, but there are lots that aren't, you know, and then the, the uh, the parents, right? I'm I'm worried a lot about the moms and the dads that are at home right now with the kids. And when those kids go back to school, you know, what does that look like for families that have have been together and and have not had to, you know, send their kids off to school or be involved in ten different sports? Which it's fantastic. There's a great family things happening. But when we go back, what does that look like for those right. families? Well, we are herd creatures. We need to have that interaction. We mm-hmm. really do. And I think people, I think one of the things that's going to come out of this is people will be, at least for a while, they'll be much more grateful for having that connection, for having those people, for having yes. that. And to me, that to me, having that gratitude for, for that, that they wouldn't, because we took it for granted. We took going mm-hmm. to work for granted. We took, you know, going out and meeting people for granted. We took, you know, all this stuff for granted. And yes. hopefully this will be a, a awakening call for people to really be grateful to have those things, to have those communities, to have those, you know, those things that that they just can't have right now. Absolutely. And I, I do hope that that when we are able to do all of the things that we used to do, that that people aren't overscheduling themselves, that they are still taking the time to go for walks and to, you know, enjoy family time and play right. games and and not feel like their children have to be in or they have to be in so many different activities throughout the week, you know, that they can unschedule themselves a bit. Um, but yes, I think that we need to really look at and support each other and and know that, you know what, if you are struggling, reach out reach out to people because that's the way that, that, you know, that support helps so much, even just having a, picking up the phone and, and calling somebody, if you don't want to see them face to face, call them and chat for five minutes, you know, just a little connection makes such a difference in your life. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I, do you think it's, I think it'll be easier for people especially now we've been forced to do these zooms and we've been forced to do skypes and we've been forced to do we've been forced to connect online like we haven't in the past so mm-hmm. i think it's good we miss the interaction we miss the you know the one-on-one but i think in some cases it might be easier for someone to reach out to someone now to say hey 
you know, at least I can see you. I know it's not, I'm not ready to be, you know, one-on-one with someone, I, but, but at least I can sit here. I can see you. I can talk to mm-hmm. you and I can get things out. Yes, absolutely. I, I truly believe that too. And if you, especially if you're struggling, you know, you just making that step to reach out and just say to somebody and there's no, there's nothing wrong with saying to somebody, you know what, I'm struggling right now. I, I just need a, I just need somebody to help me out for a short time or however long it is. But, right. you know, people are more than willing to listen and, and to chat with you and, and support you because, you know, we all need that sometimes. It's, it's not, even, uh, even people like Tony Robbins will say, you know, I have my rough days too. And, you know, that's a, he's, he's such a, a an important, incredible, positive mindset person that when you hear somebody like that say that they have days too, that they struggle, then you know it's everybody that does, right? right? So knowing that everybody does makes it a little easier to reach out for that support. Right. And it is, I mean, it's, you have to have the downs with ups. I mean, to me, it's, it's two sides of the same coin. I mean, you, you Mm -hmm. cannot have, you know, highs and and all this happiness without having some lows. I mean, they go hand in hand and you have to. So if you, what would be one of the triggers that you would recognize if you were going back into, you know, being anxious or, 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 you know, what's something in your mind that says, oh, there, I've, I've got to, I've got to pay attention to this because this is a, this is a trigger that's going to, you know, potentially. For me, it's like, I, I can feel it. Like I feel my heart start to race. I feel in my solar plexus. So the middle kind of like underneath my rib cage, I feel, um, like a knot forming. I, I get actually cold shivers. I like, it's, it's a physical feeling for me. And then when I feel it physically, then my start, my mind starts to race a little bit and and wonder, okay, what's going to happen if, and you know, when, when I'm in anxiety, it's because I'm, I'm thinking about the future. What's going to happen if, this happens, you know, what, what could happen, something bad could happen, or I fear something. And then if I'm, if it's depression, I'm thinking about something that's happened in the past and wishing I could have fixed it or done it differently. And so I know that if I'm focusing on the now, what's happening around me right now, that I can't be in anxiety or depression because I'm not focused on the, the past or the future. So focusing on what's going on right now really helps me to to not feel that way. Um, but yeah, lots of feelings of you know physical, physically not normal feeling. Right? right. It's the heart, the the shivers, the the stomach twisting and winding and forming a ball, I guess. Right. Yeah. And what you said, that is so important on living in the now. And you are, you are absolutely, you know, everything that I've read, learned and, and, and do it's, you cannot live in the, in the future. You cannot live in the past. You only have right now and mm-hmm. right now and right now it's always just the, just the now. Now, That's when I, right. now when I get those feelings of that, you know, that wrenching feeling, it's normally just sarcasm, just waiting to get out. That's, that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what, uh, you know, I mean, so if there's, you know, you, you, you have these things coming and, mm-hmm. you know, one, one of the things that you're saying is, you know, call someone, reach out to someone, just talk to someone. And, right. you know, the other one is live in the now, you know, what can mm-hmm. you do right now? That is, you know, and sometimes that's, that's hard to do to, to refocus yourself into the now and not, not live in the future or, or the past. Mm-hmm. It is. And I guess one of the ways that I, that I do it is when I find myself flipping into the future or into the past, I go to gratitude. So when I start my day, before I get out of bed every morning, I find five things, at least five, often it, it strings into many more than five, but five things that I'm grateful for before I step my foot onto the floor. Because if I start my day in gratitude, then that's setting myself up for for a better day all the way around. So it can be as simple as I'm grateful for this comfortable bed I'm in. I'm grateful for my blankets that are keeping me warm. I'm grateful for this roof that's over my head. I'm grateful for the sun that's shining in through my window. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for my family. And, you know, and then when I get into the shower, it's I'm grateful for this hot water, you know, and I just keep going because I find that truly the more that you can be grateful for things, the more things to be grateful for that will come to you. Absolutely. And you know what's funny is your body, your posture, everything about you changed. Physically, I'm watching I'm watching <laughs> you change when you started talking about what you're grateful for. You yeah. stood up more, you smiled more. I'm telling you, I just saw a physical change when you were talking yeah. about gratitude and what you're grateful yeah, for. And, and, th- and that's amazing. And you know, the important thing when you say that is that your physiology makes such a difference as to how you feel, right? Because it's like, if you're sta- if you're slouched over and your head is down and you know, you've got a frown on your face, that's how you're going to feel. But if you're sitting upright, your shoulders are back, you've got a smile on your face, you're going to feel that way because you're teaching the chemicals in your brain how to react or how, what chemicals to, to, um, to produce. Right. When you smile, you're actually causing endorphins to be released in your brain. And, and that, that causes you to be happy. Right. So you can trick yourself into being happy just by smiling. Yes. And to me, it puts you in a different energy. So even if you don't, even if you don't, even if you're not in the best of moods, if you stand up straight and you smile and you, you know, walk with your chest out, the energy of your body is going to, that, that's a different energy than when you're slouched over and you're not, you know, oh yeah. yeah, that energy alone will help you get out of that slum. I mean, it, the energy itself changes even when you're just doing the motion, even if you don't feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Now you've talked about, you know, Tony and, and you know, some other people with, within here, what is to me, when we go and we learn from people, uh, and we read books and we, to me, that is one of the most important things that we can do for our mindset, because you're taking someone who they might've spent 20 years learning something, how to do something, uh, and they've condensed it down into a book that you can consume, you know, within a, a week or two. What are some of the most important books that you've, you've read in regards to like mindset? 
Um, I would say, you know, listening to, because I like to listen to podcasts and un unleashing the power within. So I went to that workshop and then um, The Ultimate Edge, mm, oh, Tony Robbins. One. That is a fantastic. It is incredible. Yeah. Um, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Dr. Joe Dispenza, any of his work as well. But yeah, Tony Robbins, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Eckhart Tolle, those are those are probably three of my favorite. Uh, but there is such a long list of people. But yeah, and, um, The Ultimate Edge is probably my favorite. And and then anything by Dr. Joe, um, because of the neuropsychology behind how you can create your reality and and there's it's it's all about how your brain processes things and that you know knowing that your brain can't tell the difference between something that you're just thinking and something that you're actually doing so it can't tell if you're actually going for a run or if you're just playing a run in your head absolutely right so if you know that then you know that you can create the reality that you want and so you know reading these people and 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 knowing that it's so it's liberating really it's freeing to know that you can create what you want in your life right yeah and i think when you read a book from somebody you're actually getting into their you know their their energy level their you know their mm -hmm. thought thought energy when 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 you're reading their stuff you actually get into that realm of where they were when they when they wrote that Absolutely. I would have to agree 100%. Like when I first uh, read the book, or actually I listened to the, this is dating me, but the CDs of, of The Secret, oh, yeah. um, you know, boy, that was a game changer too. You know, that, it was, it was stuff that I didn't know. And it was, I, that was the first time I heard a lot of the things that were about mindset and about um, creating your own reality. And, and so then when you dig a little deeper and you, you read more and, and you learn more, it's just, it's mind boggling that you don't know what you don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, there's Absolutely. so much. Yeah. And you, you know, you hear people say you can create things in your mind, you can do, but you see it all the time. I mean, you see it in athletes yeah. when they, they sit there and they'll go through everything before they actually do it. They, they win, on the, you know, whether you're skiing, whether you're playing basketball, it doesn't matter, but they win in their mind before mm -hmm. they win on the field. And Absolutely. You know, I had a teacher, uh, a phys ed teacher, when I was growing up, his name was Reg Lytle, and, and he actually did a study, and he was telling us about the study that he did, and he would always tell us, when we were doing our long jump, he would say, before you start, visualize how far you're going to jump, visualize right. how far you're going to get. And so we would do our jump before he would tell us that. And then we would do a jump after he told us to do that. And boy, we could see how yeah. much farther we got. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And it's yeah. funny, you, you, to me that works for everything, but I, I see it more people doing sports. Like if you watch the Olympics, mm -hmm. I see all the time where they're visualizing what they're doing before they do it more than anything. But, but if you, you can do it in business, you can do it in relationships, yes. you can do anything you want. It's just, it's, you, you actually see it happening when you watch, uh, when, when you watch sports. 
Absolutely. And you know, it's, it's not about just seeing it in your mind. It's about feeling how you would feel when you actually get it. Right. right? So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. For it's, sure. Yeah. It's, you know, if you've uh, ever, you know, uh, listened to or, or read Think and Grow Rich and, you know, how mm-hmm. you visualize that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, to me, one of the funny things is, is you have to visualize it, but yeah. you visualizing yourself having a million dollars that's not a million dollars. It's not going to produce a million dollars. It's right. It's just the vibration of a million dollars. You still have to, right. you still have to feel it. You still have to act upon it, but you, but you visualize it. That gives you, you know, that you're in that vibration that you can go and do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, you know, being a, a school teacher and stuff, do you expect things to go back to any sort of normal? I just, I hope that, that the kids are able to um, be in each other's spaces at school again. Like I really do, because I think that physical proximity and the energy that that creates is really important for the kids. I think it's really important for society because if we grow up, if, if the children grow up not having to communicate with people outside of their own little home or their own little realm, um, it's going to be difficult to be in society for, for some of those kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we, we have to get back to, we have to get back to being social, social creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. So Mm -hmm. how do people, you know, so you've, you know, you've lived with, you know, anxiety and depression and, and you've done all this mindset work and, and I know you are absolutely, passionate about helping other people get through this yes. and, and, yeah. and work on this and, and, and get out of that, you know, get out of that, that mindset and get out of that space. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? You know, the easiest way for them to get in touch with me is to just go to my Facebook profile page. It's a public page and it's just, it's Tamela, T-A-M-E-L-A. And the last name is Apple. A P P E L. So it's spelt a little different, but yeah, you just got to be different. Easiest way. You got to be different. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's what makes me unique, right? <laughs> and and also for for everyone listening, this is also going to be in the show notes. So if you're driving, you know, don't worry about it. You can uh, just go to the show notes and uh, click on the link, and it'll take you there as well. So if you could sum down in just three three quick things, what are the three biggest things? someone needs to do if they are feeling that, you know, just that anxiety and that, and that depression? Mm -hmm. Uh, One, one big thing is, is breath. And we never talked about that, but um, just taking in a deep breath, holding it for a count of four, letting it out, taking, uh, breathing in through your nose, holding it for a count of four, breathing out through your mouth. Um, So doing that for, you know, even if it's a, a minute, even if it's two minutes, just just refocusing so that you're paying attention to your breath in and out. Also, the gratitude, you know, being grateful for anything. And it can be the cup that you're drinking from, but whatever it is, bring yourself back to right now and be grateful for the things that are around you. Um, and unpacking your judgment. You know what? We all make mistakes. We all do things that that aren't perfect. But it's never failure unless you don't learn from it. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife thinks I'm perfect. I, I don't know why she thinks I'm perfect. <laughs> I know I'm not, but for some reason she does. But 
<laughs> I'm sure she does. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna she's she's probably gonna hit me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on the on the show today. And it, this is such a huge thing because I know so many people who who live with this and and there is a way out. You know, there is right. a way to live happy and, and grateful and, and joyful if we just get our mindset right. I think that's Absolutely. the b- biggest thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for, for being on. I know the listeners are going to get so much out of this. And I know we're going to, uh, I, I know. And to me, if if one person listening is able to get something out of this and shift their mindset, it is an absolute win, even if just one person. Yeah. So thank you again. Thank you for everything that you do as well, because again, this is very important. And I think this is going to be bigger now than it's been in a long time with, with stuff that's going on. So thank you so much for doing what you do. And, uh, and hopefully we will, uh, we'll stay in touch and yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sean. Thanks for having me on. It's been great to chat with you and, and thank you for all that you do, because I know that you're a, you're a big proponent, proponent of positive mindset and supporting people. So Absolutely. I appreciate that very much. Uh, thank you very much. It was so great having Tamala on the show today. And I hope everyone enjoyed the show and, and what she had to say. And, and hopefully someone can use this information to better their life. And everyone, remember to check out the show notes uh, that we've uh, mentioned in the show. Uh, there's links to get in touch with Tamala. I've got a link in there for a free audio book from Audibles. There's a link for a free download of, of Think and Grow Rich. Uh, this is a book I use in some of my workshops. Uh, so until next week, remember to always think big. And if you haven't already subscribed and rated the podcast, please do me a huge, huge favor. Review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help. Uh, and as a matter of fact, every week I'm going to give a shout out to someone who's taken the time to uh, leave a review hopefully a good one. And this week's shout out goes to Jackie HD 0330. They say, uh, teaches success at its roots. Sean gives practical advice on mindset and how to literally think big. He highlights that without mindset uh, change, your life literally won't change. Awesome content and advice, very inspiring and motivating. Thank you so much, Jackie HD. Uh, You don't know how much that means. Uh, I'm glad you are enjoying the show and the content. Till next week, everyone, uh, enjoy.